it is a time of celebration. We hear all about Beef Empire Days. Our cattle battle introduces us to Speckled Park cattle. Mm -hmm. We've got markets, news, sale reports, crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our Ranch It Up lineup, Westway Feed Products, Cattleman U and Cattleman U Live, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, RFDTV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. While the boss lady is out on assignment, I'm running the big rig for today, so on to the newsroom we go. And last weekend being the Memorial Day weekend, it's often known as the unofficial kickoff of grilling season. And even with the push to more plant-based proteins, beef, pork, and chicken are still in high demand, even as inflation draws concerns about a possible drop in domestic demand. Now, Glenn Tosner, an economist with K-State, along with Purdue University's Jason Lusk, recently released a report called Meat Demand Outdoes Meat Avoidance. The economists found even with the push to plant-based foods, U.S. consumers have a growing hunger for meat. Three-fourths of the U.S. public is still what I'd call a regular meat consumer. That is according to Tosner. That's where our domestic robust meat demand is coming from. The remaining one-fourth is either flexitarian, vegan, or vegetarian. Now, for the meat eaters out there who may not be familiar with the latest vegan vegetarian terms, here's a little breakdown of what they mean. A flexitarian is a person who has a primarily vegetarian diet but occasionally eats meat or fish. A vegetarian, a person who doesn't eat meat, poultry, fish, or seafood. And then a vegan, a strict vegetarian who avoids all meats and animal foods, including insects, eggs, honey, usually avoids using any animal-based products such as leather as well. Now, while there is an ongoing buzz about more people opting for less meat, the data tells a different story. Tosner and Lusk found in 2021, Americans wanted to consume 31% more beef, 24% more pork, and 40% more chicken than they did two decades prior. Congratulations, crew. Now, in other news, I love bringing these types of stories. $1.1 billion next generation processing facility is planned for Western South Dakota. These are the fun ones that I love to bring y'all each and every week. And notice that there have been more and more and more efforts to putting in these various different processing plants. Again, congratulations. This one comes out of the Rapid City area. Kingsbury and Associates and Sirius Realty of Rapid City, South Dakota and Greensville, South Carolina have announced plans to construct an 8,000 head per day processing facility in western South Dakota. That's a heck yeah. The million square foot facility will process beef and include a specialty bison line. The companies are currently in the research and development phase of the project. According to Megan Kingsbury, the president and managing partner who is spearheading the project, she says, 
Our aim is to restore competition in American meat processing. She says, I am fifth generation producer from Western South Dakota, and I know how difficult it is right now for us as producers to be profitable. She says, I want to fix that. We want to compete with the big four meatpacking giants and be that all important second bidder in the cash market. I'm loving how this is going. We will build a brand that is America first focusing on procuring American cattle and feeding American citizens affordable, high-quality protein as our first priority. Our grocery store shelves should never be empty of meat again. Now, the project is expected to take about three years to complete and will boast 2,500 jobs once created. Today's Weigh Up Silbarn Report starts out in Five States Livestock Auction in Clayton, New Mexico. Three to four weight steers, $1.78 to $1.93. Four to five weights, $1.45 to $1.67. And then five to six weights at $1.40 to $1.67. On the heifer side, three to four weights, $1.60 to $1.75. Four to five weights, $1.32 to $1.45. The weigh up cows from 60 up to 83 bucks. And then the young pairs selling from 900 up to 1050 Heading to Rezac Livestock Commission Company in St. Mary's, Kansas, where they called the steer and heifer calves with good demand and steady prices. The feeder steers and heifers, they said, sold steady to $3 higher. Way up cows and bulls sold steady. Starting out with the steers, 745 weight steers, blacks and black white faces at $1.6035. 806 weight steers, these are blacks and black white faces, at $1.52.5. a half. 881 weight steers, black and black white face at $1.48.5. And then mixed colored steers, 961 weights in St. Mary's, Kansas last week at $1.39.25. On to the heifers. These are black and charlay heifers weighing 566 at $1.67. Another group of black and charlay heifers, 615 weights at $1.49.5. Black and red heifers, a big swath weighing 816 pounds at $1.4375. And then a big bunch of mixed heifers, 871 weights at $1.3235. The way up cows, they called them 65 up to 85 bucks. After the break, we celebrate beef. Stick around, crew. We'll be right back. Spring has sprung, and I know you have everything going through your mind from calving to spring planting. Are we going to get enough rain? Are we going to have enough hay? I understand this. But remember, it's not too late to add Allied Genetic Resources genetics into your bull battery. Now, spring may be here, but bull buying season is far from over. There's still lots of Allied sales one can attend. Make a difference and add Allied Genetic Resources to your program. You'll be glad you did. We've talked about Cattlemen U before. It's for farmers, ranchers, and beef producers who are hungry for learning, community, and business development. Just head to CattlemanUlive.com to get your membership and use promo code RANCH for a 10% discount during the month of May. Tickets are on sale now for Cattlemen U Live this September 16th through the 18th in Grand Island, Nebraska. We will be there. Cattlemen U memberships and tickets on sale now through May 31st at CattlemenUlive.com. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook too. 
Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707-RANCH-20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text. 707-RANCH-20. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. It's a celebration of tradition, of a way of life, of camaraderie, being stewards of the land, the 54th annual Beef Empire Days happening as we speak, June 3rd through the 12th in Garden City, Kansas. The mission of the Beef Empire Days, well, it's pretty simple, to celebrate. Executive Director Benita McClure joins us. Beef Empire Days is a 10-day festival that celebrates the beef industry and its impact on our communities. Beef Empire Days started as a vision, I guess you would say, of a man named John DeHone, who was a plant manager at one of the packing plants in this area. He and a man named Earl Brookover, who virtually broke open the feedlot business in the United States period, got together and decided that there should be something that would encourage the production and the quality of beef cattle and to educate the community about the business itself. And so that's where the organization formed. Then it turned into a festival. Uh, We have a certain number of events that are industry-related, like, for example, feed yards bring in live cattle to be judged, and then they go on to the carcass contest to select the best carcasses. And there we're looking for correlation between what you see in the live animal to what actually ends up on your plate as a state. I'm looking at the calendar of events, and there is a lot that is going on in 10 days. Well, we have a ranch rodeo, which highlights the skills that cowboys and cowgirls use on the ranches and in feed yards. Uh, That's one of the events. We have um, beef, beer, and boots, and you can imagine what that is. It's a great (laughs) celebration in a beautiful park that we have. We serve beef. There is a grill master cook-off. We have a beer garden, and we have live music through the afternoon, and then we have a band that kicks it off in the evening. And all of this is free admission for the community to come and help us celebrate. Then on Sunday, it's what we call feedlot and sponsors riding and roping. It's basically... It's uh, kind of a big team roping and barrel racing, right? But these are people who work in feed yards, and they're, they're sponsored by the feed drive they work for and show the skills that they use all the time. You would be amazed that we have some, some top cowboys and cowgirls in this area, and they're competing for prize money and for saddles. And it's a great event, and all of those events are free. The public is invited to come and enjoy them all with us. And the last weekend is our big weekend. That's where we have our parade. And, you know, we string out everything like everybody does, every stock truck and trailer and marching bands and everybody that we can bring to the parade goes down Main Street in Garden City. And immediately following that is what we call chuck wagons in the park. Now what it is is a community feed, and it won't surprise you to know that we we serve high-quality beef at our, at our cook-off. Mm-hmm. We get uh, a lovely plate of beef tri-tips that are cooked right outside where you can get the aroma and everybody knows what's happening and a plate with all the fixings and that happens in our park for like two dollars a plate 
So what we try and do is bring all the people involved in the beef industry, all the people in the community, everybody together to celebrate beef and the impact that it has on our communities. And Benita, this is an event where spectators and participants, they can just kind of come and go as they please, right? Because there's so darn much that's going on for eight, nine, ten days. Oh, that's true. And we always welcome people to Garden City. We have two top-notch golf courses here. If you'd like to come and eat beef and play golf, we have beautiful golf courses. We have one of the most outstanding zoos in the entire area. We've got shopping. I mean, there's, there's wonderful things to do in our community all the time, but we really cram it full during these 10 days of Beef Empire Days. That goes on June 3 through 12. The other side to celebrating the industry is to get involved with the community of Garden City, Kansas, and allow the whole city to come out, participate, to see more of the industry that helped form their community to what it is today. That was all those different things that Benita was talking about. And a big thank you to you, Benita, for the time. For more information and a schedule of what is happening and and where it's happening, head to BeefEmpireDays.com, or you can head to Facebook at Beef Empire Days KS. Let's keep this celebration of cattle going, shall we? As y'all know, I'm a cow geek, a cow nerd, as a lot of people have said. And one of my favorite topics is breeds of livestock and what they're used for, their history, their application, etc. Yes, I have lots of books on just that topic, but especially beef cattle. And let's recognize one that Many of you have probably not heard too much about, if you've even heard of them at all, the breed Speckle Park. Okay, Now, the Speckle Park breed is a modern Canadian breed of beef cattle. It was developed in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan in 1959 by crossbreeding Angus cattle and shorthorn cattle and British white cattle together. It is one of only a few beef cattle breeds developed in Canada. In 2006... The Speckle Park Breeders of Canada were rewarded for their foresight, dedication, and years of hard work in stabilizing, refining, and protecting the breed. And in July 2006, the breed was recognized as a pure breed by the Canadian Minister of Agriculture, the first and only cattle breed to come from Saskatchewan, Canada. Speckle Park cattle are genetically black with varying amounts of white in specific patterns. The Speckle Park pattern is preferred. Now, I'm a cow geek, right? So I'm scrolling through social media, digging into the cow stuff, and lo and behold, I happen to stumble across this post from Wendy Tecca. And this was their first year getting some Speckle Park calves on the ground. So yes, I reached out to to find out what prompted them to give Speckle Park cattle a try. Well, Wendy and her husband, Chad, they were visiting family, their son actually, in Montana. They saw the cattle and said, we need to get involved somehow. Now, their first calves are on the ground at their ranch in North Dakota. Wendy, I have seen the Speckle Park cattle, and yes, they're pretty as all get out. So whose idea was this? Did you want to add some color back to the herd, or was it your husband, Chad? Actually, he came up with the idea that maybe we should look into this breed. And since there is that we know of any other breeders in North Dakota, we thought we'd be kind of change it up and be the first breeders in North Dakota to have them and raise them. So this is not something that you're looking at particularly to change the beef business, you know, all in one year per se. You're looking at this as 
as a unique breed. We would right. like to see them flourish, and there may be the opportunity to add some premium by selling selling maybe you know eventually some breeding cattle. Is that kind of how you're looking at it? Is yeah. is you're not going to change your whole cow herd, but you're looking at maybe we can just do a little bit and add a little value to the cattle. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's what we were looking at when we started checking them out, and you know get more people aware of the breed because they're becoming more and more in the United States right now. So we thought, why not give it a shot and see what we could come up with? So were you looking to create, to do something different or was it just by coincidence that you're visiting your son and you just docking as families do and you saw the cattle and, and you and Chad went, Hmm, I wonder, maybe we should think about this a little bit. Right. Yeah, we just, by coincidence, you know, just by looking at my our son's cattle up there in Montana. For more information on Speckled Park cattle, head to various groups on Facebook like Speckled Park USA and the Canadian Speckled Park Breeders and the two associations. You can go to americanspecklepark.com and canadianspecklepark.ca. Thank you, Wendy and Chad, and good luck on your new adventure. If you want to highlight your operation or your breed or what you're doing, why you're doing it, share your story, reach out to us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and you can send me a message or text me 24-7 at 707-726-2420. Crew, stick around after the break. We've got the numbers with Kirk, and we'll hear from Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com giving us some updates on a sale coming up next week. Horse buyers, pay attention. There are lots of bell ringers that are going up for sale. So stick around, y'all. We've got a lot more coming up, as I said, right after this. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, Beck and I, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Margins are the tightest that I can remember in diesel. Well, that's the highest I've ever seen. So how do we survive? Where do we make cuts? Where don't we make cuts? I think it has long-term consequences that we have to think about. It's not easy, but we'll be diving into those topics, the tough ones. Lots of you have asked that we cover this one, and we're happy to oblige. Over the next several weeks, we'll be hearing from our big three. That's RCAF USA, the USCA, and NCBA, each getting to share their thoughts of the current cattle environment, good, bad, and ugly. A couple of buzzwords flying around the industry lately, regenerative ag. Not new, but maybe new to you. What is regenerative ag? How does it work? Can I use it? Does it make a difference? We answer all that in the weeks to come right here on the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Agriculture is making a comeback and giving the next generation a foundation that, honestly, they never expected, connecting the past and the future. Just a few of the stories and features that we're working on right here on the Ranch It Up Radio Show. This coming from our partners from Neogen. Now, over the next several months, we will be bringing you insect control solutions, money-saving tips, how to establish biosecurity during a time of pinching pennies, all that and lots, lots more from our crew from Neogen. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. A reminder, if you're not getting his newsletter, it is free. Just text the word CATTLE, C-A-T-T-L-E, to 33777. Kirk, my friend, thanks for being with us. And the numbers time, what's going on? Oh, it's so great to be back with you, Tigger. 
So as of Friday, May 27th, and keep in mind this would be post uh, generally thought of bearish cattle on feed the prior week. Uh, but as of May 27th, August feeders closed 165.80. That's up a dollar 85, with the CME feeder index at 154.72. That's up a dollar 67 on a week-over-week basis, leaving our basis a negative 11 dollars and 60 and a half cents. Now keep in mind that is against the August futures contract, as May has went off the board. June live cattle closed 132.125. That's up 70 cents on the week. Cash traded basically steady at 136 to 138 in the south and 139 to up to 145 again late on Friday. We'll call that steady, leaving our basis positive $6.78.5 against June future, so carrying a, a, a very positive basis. Our weekly slaughter came in at 644000 That was going in to Memorial Day weekend, so employees got Saturday off and did not kill. That is 14,000 more than the prior year, same week. Choice boxes closed at 265.42. That's up another $3.25. Or our boxes are definitely been carrying some strength for a while. To wrap it up, July corn traded $7.76 and a quarter, down two cents on the week. Kirk, I got a question for you. When we move from contract month into a new contract month, I would imagine the markets kind of move a little bit and react short term to that. And I'm I'm assuming if it's not at a time when we need to react according to a plan maybe that we put together, I'm assuming you're saying just sit tight because those things tend to to happen. Is that correct when we move from contract month to contract month? Yeah, sort of, I would say. Um, so the expiring month most oftentimes will not hardly trade at all as there's very little volume in that. And then the, the further out contracts will be trading in a more normal volume. So they will appear, uh, well, they'll be more liquid and appear to move more than the expiring. And then also just kind of oversimplifies to keep that context. So if we're looking at the basis of the feeder index versus the futures, um, are we talking about a few days left in May, for example, or are we talking about three months until August expires? And the example I mentioned earlier, we've got $11 basis, but we have three months until August expires when the cash and the, the future should be close to the same. So don't necessarily get overly concerned if we see that sharp movement one way or the other in maybe the commodities we're dealing with or in our marketing plan that, you know, when those happen, don't get too shook up. Those normally just just happen. Is that correct? Kind of like when I was telling you off air and I was telling you about a couple stocks in my Ameritrade account that just that crashed all of a sudden. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, obviously, if you're in a futures position or a, a you or an options position, you need to know when they expire. Um, but outside of that, I I don't get too overly concerned as contracts go off the board. So, Kirk, as always, I appreciate it and uh, look forward to visiting with you next week. And again, that reminder of that newsletter is completely free. It comes in every single either Sunday or Monday night, depending upon kind of how the holidays roll out. Just text the word cattle, C A T T L E 2 33777. Kirk, next week, my friend. I always look forward to getting a chat with you and your listeners, Tigger. This is Mark Van Zee with equinemarket.com and livestockmarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, June 8th, we have our summer performance horse online auction. All horses open at just $100, no hidden reserve. Every horse will sell to the highest bidder. 22 horses from across the country, 10 geldings, 10 mares, 2 stud colts. 
horses, finished and experience in barrel and barrel prospect, calf and breakaway roping, pole, ranch and ranch versatility, reined cow racing, cowboy mounted shooting, 4-H and more. Featured lots include three horses from Darling Horses in Bags, Wyoming. A bay, AQHA mayor, runs 2D and has worked cows. A two-year-old, Pink Gelding, with 30 days on him, rides outside and in the arena. An eight-year-old, Frisian, sport horse mare, gentle and eager to please. An AQHA, Pepto Boonsmall Gelding, from Frass Horses in Lisco, Nebraska. Ranched on extensively, doctored calves, cows, and yearlings, roped in and out of the arena, would make a top-notch heel horse, fast and real cowy. A gorgeous AQHA buckskin gelding from Flint Creek Quarter Horses in Drummond, Montana. Great ranch horse, doctoring, roping, and used in a feedlot. A finished head horse and ranch gelding from Fritz Horses in Springfield, South Dakota. Has roped in everything from college rodeos all the way up to the open. Has been in many ranch rodeos and more than once won the top horse award. An AQHA done ranch gelding from Double Seven Cattle in Farson, Wyoming. Excellent intermediate kids horse has won 4-H events, pulls and barrels, and has drugged lots of calves to the fire. Plus 15 lots of cattle on this sale. 40 head of black and black model-faced Angus Plus and Brangus fall-bred cows. All three to five years old, weigh 1050 to 1100 pounds, bred to Hereford and Angus bulls. Cows are in good flesh. I got six show steers from Bucci Show Cattle in Blair, Oklahoma. We got Charlays, Herefords, Shorthorns, and more. Three registered Angus bulls from BK Angus in Tescott, Kansas. All sell as guaranteed breeders with trick and Siemens test pass. All lots open at just $100 a head. No hidden reserves. Every lot will sell to the highest bidder. To see pictures, videos, pedigrees, and more, head on over to livestockmarket.com, equinemarket.com, or auctiontime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend. To another. A big shout out and a tip of the hat goes to Chris Paul from Washburn, Missouri. That's in the southwest part of the state. Doesn't miss a single episode. Reached out to us. Hey, thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate you. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thank you goes out from our crew to yours. Benita McClure with the Beef Empire Days. Wendy Tecca for sharing their story and of their new adventure that's going on. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com and EquineMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. And, of course, the boss lady Beck when she's around. And a big thank you goes out to our partners, Westway Feed Products, Cattleman U and Cattleman U Live, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We've got a lot of information that goes out in between posting our shows. So be sure to check our Facebook pages often. Spread the good word and join us again next time where it's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>